and how they were sent, they had to come all the way to Bethlehem, from Nazareth to Bethlehem, because Caesar had his own announcement, and that was that y'all go back to your hometown, the town of your ancestry, and be counted, and be numbered, and pay a tax. Amen. And so while they're there, of course, um, Mary gives birth, but there was no room in the inn. You know the story. There was no place for her to go. They didn't have a relative to stay with or anything like that. So they, she gave birth in what is equivalent to a barn or a cave. And the baby Jesus was laid in the manger, which is a feeding trough. And of course, the angels made announcements to the shepherds who were watching their flocks by night made announcements to them, and the shepherds came and saw this and was marveled at it, and then they went about spreading the word that Christ is born. It's a beautiful thing. Amen? And we said before that the sin problem had to be fixed by God. Only God could fix it. He didn't create it. He's the only one that could fix it, and he had to do it as a man. He had to do it as a man. And so the Christ is fully human, and fully divine. All right? Fully, completely human as you and I are, and fully divine still. Amen? Because it cannot be done. He's not a demigod. <laughs> you know? He's not, he's not part human and part God. He's fully God. And he's fully man. He even calls himself the Son of Man. That's how he refers to himself in the third person. When he talks about, so you can know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. And you're going to see the Son of Man coming in his glory when he talks about himself like that. Amen? Amen. And so we have the baby's born, and on the eighth day, we're going to pick it up in Luke chapter 2, verse 21. It says, when eight days were completed for the circumcision of the child, his name was called Jesus. The name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. Remember, um, see, the tradition is that when there's a male child, he gets circumcised on eight, eight days after his birth. And um, I, I don't understand the, the, all the signs of it, but in eight days, you know, it's, it's, it's less bleeding and, and um, it's easier to control the bleeding and stuff like that. Now today, um, um, if you're not a Jewish person, when you got circumcised, they circumcise you right away because of the medicine and the technology and the stuff we have. You don't have to wait eight days. They won't let you stay in the hospital that long anyway. All right, so you gonna circumcise your little male baby right away. But back then they the, they did it eight days later. All right, and that's when they did the naming of the child. All right, and so we have something similar to that where we do. Baby dedication, some people do a, what they call a christening, and, and they name the child, they officially name the child then. And so his name is Jesus because he's going to save his people from their sins. Now verse 22 says, Now when the days of her purification, according to the law of Moses, was complete, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. See, the firstborn son of any family was dedicated to God. Now, we don't mean that you have to give your son up like Hannah did. Right? You know, Samuel's mother, she said, Lord, you know, you give me a son, I'll give him back to you. And she literally gave him up. When he was old enough, she just took him to the priest and said, here, 
and gave them to the Lord. Now, what we do, we dedicate our children to the Lord. We say, this, you gave me, you blessed me with this child, and we're going to give him back to you, give her back to you, right? And we're going to raise him and her in the fear and admonition of the Lord. We're going to do those things. And so we make a, a dedication, but we don't necessarily give the child up, okay? And we understand that children are the inheritance of the Lord, and, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. And we understand that the Lord gives us the children, and we also understand that we give the children back. Okay? So, so anyhow, but what it says here is that the firstborn son, especially the, the firstborn son is dedicated to God. Alright? So he's supposed to he's supposed to grow up and work for the Lord and be dedicated and be special. Okay? There was a there was a lot of other benefits of being the firstborn as well. Okay? And so here we go. So they bring them. So after, oh, her purification, she had to wait at least 40 days before she could come out and be in the public. Okay? So she, so that's what I'm talking about her purification, because once she had a baby, you were ceremonially unclean. All right? And so because the mom was ceremonially unclean, that means that you can't work her. You, you can't bother her. You can't have sex with her husband, right? And so she was ceremonially clean. And I believe, and you know, I believe this is God's way of giving these women um, a break, maternity leave, in a sense. You know, put her in a tent by herself, leave her alone, leave her and the baby alone, and let her take care, let her heal, let her develop. You know, let her recover. And all you moms know what we're talking about here. I'm just saying stuff. And I don't know anything about it. Okay? So here we go. And so the child is brought to the... And here we go. And when they get to the temple, it must have been... Um, it, it must have been a lot of people there, which is a good thing. Remember, the, Jesus kind of snuck into the world. Sort of. And who did they tell? They told the, they told the shepherds. <laughs> they told the lowliest people. You know, they know these people in society just about. They told them. And now she's coming to the temple. And in verse 25, we're going to see her running to, um, there's two people there that she's going to meet, that Mary's going to meet, Simeon and Anna. Okay. And verse 25 says, Behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was just and devout for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit was with him and it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ he was going to live to see Messiah verse 27 says so he came by the Spirit in other words the Lord led him there he came by the Spirit into the temple and when the parents brought the child, Jesus, to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, listen to this. Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all peoples. Not just all peoples, it means 
every tribe, nation, people, everything. A light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. So he's saying here that I can go in peace. You have fulfilled the promise you made to me. You got to understand, for centuries, people are looking for Messiah. You know, for, you know, ever since the prophets prophesied about, you know, and ever since the Lord told Abraham that all through him, all the nations of the world is going to be blessed, ever since David was told he was always going to have a king on the throne, you know, so people are looking for Messiah all the time. And all the women, maybe not all of them, but the women of Judah especially, you know, considered that they might be the ones to give birth. You know, if they were descendants of David, they considered they, they might be the ones to actually bring Messiah into the world. And this man, this man Simeon, this faithful man, this just man, was promised by God that he would not die until he see till he meet Christ. Amen? And so, Simeon, that's why Simeon is rejoicing and saying, I could die in peace now. You know, I can go in peace. I've met to Christ. I've seen your salvation. See, the just has always lived by faith, y'all. Even before Christ came into the world, you had to live by faith. You had to trust God. You had to believe God. Abraham believed God and was counted unto him as righteousness. Okay, and so even Simeon and different ones that always had to believe God. But let me see. Let's see what else Simeon had to say to this young couple. Look at this. And Joseph and his mother marveled at these things, which was spoken. Remember, they, they got a lot of word. <laughs> they got word from the angels. They got they got word from Elizabeth, um, Zacharias prophesied. You know, and they all oh, they got a lot of word. They've been hearing a lot of things. Okay, but this word is going to be a little different. Let me start again. Then Simeon blessed them. And said to Mary his mother, Behold, this child is destined for the fall and rising of many in Israel, and for the sign which will be spoken against. Yes, a sword will pierce through your own soul also, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. Wow. Now this is different. Okay. He says the fall and rising again. See, we understand from history and from Bible study, we understand that people rejected Christ. Yeah. You know, Isaiah prophesied that he's despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrow, acquainted with grief. You know, and so that's the fall. The same people that cried out, Hosanna, Hosanna, on what we call Palm Sunday, was crying out, crucify him a few days later. Right. And so what happens is, is that when people have to acknowledge who Christ is, they also have to acknowledge their own sins and their own needs. And that's the fall. You know, when Peter, when Jesus on the boat with Peter, and, and Jesus said, you know, cast out, you know, go out and catch some fish, and he caught so many fish, Peter was scared. He said, get away from me. I'm a sinner. You, you can't be with me. You know, he, Peter was frightened. Right? And so what we're saying is that when, when you acknowledge who Jesus is, you have to acknowledge who you are too. And we have to acknowledge our own sin, our own need, our own you know, own depredation, our own, you know, our own 
need for salvation. And everybody needs it. Everyone has sinned. Everyone has missed the mark. And so, and then, and then Israel as a nation, and when we say Israel as a nation, we're not talking about every single Israelite. But the leadership, the leadership of Israel, those elders, that Sanhedrin court, the leadership of the people, they were religious and political. The leadership rejected him. They rejected Christ. Right? And, and that is the fall we're talking about. That's the fall we're talking about. But the rising is the people who celebrate him, the people who receive Christ, the people who trust in him, the people who receive the salvation by faith, by, you know, through the grace of God, they receive the salvation. That's the rising. And so when we talk about the fall and rising of many, that's what we're talking about. But look at this other piece of word here. He says, and yes, he said, yes, a soul, a, a, sorry, a sword will pierce through your own soul. Now this is different. You know, Mary's been hearing like, you know, bless our dialogues women. You know, you're blessed, you're this, you're special. And she's been hearing all this good stuff. And now this old man is saying, a sword is going to pierce your heart, girl. You're going to suffer, you're going to go through, and you're going to hurt, is what he's saying. And because we understand that as parents, you have empathy, empathy <laughs> for your children. Amen? And whose child is going to be falsely accused? Is going to be called a blasphemer? This child is going to grow up and be called all kind of things except for who he really is. And then he's going to be convicted of crimes he has not committed. He's going to suffer many things. He's going to give himself up and go to the cross. And Mary's going to be there suffering with him because she's a real mother. Amen? You moms understand. You, you know when you hurt, your child hurts, you hurt. Even if that child is an adult now and he or she is hurting, you still feel it. You still have to hurt too. And that's what Mary's going to go through, right? And so all this is going to be done to bring the salvation to people like you and me. You know, we're the Gentiles, the non-Jews, we're the Gentiles, we're the heathens, we're the nations, we're the people who weren't physically sons and daughters of Abraham. All this is done so we can have the salvation. Uh, there's another witness here. Her name is Anna. Right? And the Bible says that she's a prophet, prophetess, and she's a she's um she's in the tribe of Asher. She was married for seven years, and then her husband died, and she's been a widow for all that time. She's been a widow for 84 years. So she's an old lady. She's very old, right? And even if she got married very young, like around 12 or 13, she's still way up there. All right? And so look what it says here. And we're going to start at um, verse 37. And this woman was a widow for about 84 years who did not depart from the temple, but served God with fastings and prayers night and day. 
And coming in that instant, she gave thanks to the Lord and spoke of him to all those who looked for redemption in Jerusalem. So she dedicated her life to prayer and fasting for 84 years. All right? She lost her husband. She didn't make herself available to another one. She just dedicated her life to the Lord with prayers and fasting. And she again was in the, was in the temple and she witnessed what the Lord has done. And she saw she saw the, the Mary and Joseph and the baby. Okay? And she celebrated with them. And it says that she spoke to, of him to all, to all those people there. See, these were renowned people. Um, Simeon and, and Anna. Some translations call her Hannah with an H. Alright? And so they were renowned people. And so and and, and when they spoke, folk paid attention. Well, we need to pay attention to our elders anyway, shouldn't we? Amen. The Bible says when the gray hair walks in the room, you should stand up. Yeah. I try to get somebody on. God should do that. I'm still working on it. Amen. So anyhow, so 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 they were renowned, and then when they rec they saw, they recognized. They recognized the Christ. And they celebrated, they worshiped, they celebrated. So here's what we have. We have we have the story here of Jesus coming into the world as a baby. Remember, he had to come as a baby. He had to come that way so he could do all the things that need to be done to accomplish our salvation. So he could pay that terrible price to save my soul and your soul. The scripture says that um, he being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, because he already was but made of himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and being found in fashion as a man, as a human being, right? He, no, he, he, he talks about how he, um, he lived and he became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Not just any old death, y'all. Right? But the death of the cross. And so he had to be fully human to go through these things and to suffer what he had to suffer to provide our salvation. He was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities, and the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. He had to be fully human to experience that. He wasn't faking it. There was no, there, there's a lie um, by one religion saying that somebody took his place. And so the rest of we deceived. We thought he was risen again, but somebody took his place at the cross. Nobody took Jesus' place on the cross. Jesus took our place. He became the propitiation. He became the substitute. He's the one that suffered for my sins and paid the price, paid the death sentence that I owe. And he did that for the salvation of many, for the salvation of all. Everyone who would come to faith, whosoever will, let him come. And whosoever believes on him will not perish, but have everlasting life. That's why he's here. Amen. That's why he's here. That's why we celebrate. Okay, I know it's Christmas, and and he didn't. He wasn't born in the December time frame. It was some back in the spring somewhere. 
Okay, and I understand there was no there was no um, trees and lights and stuff and things and you know and red and green and all that stuff. I understand there's a lot of pagan influence in the holiday. However, Jesus came yes, to provide for our salvation. He came to give us life. He who knew no sin became sin that you and I could become righteous. <laughs> it's like a direct exchange. He exchanged his righteousness for my sins. Do you understand what I'm saying? You know, I can't get rid of sin. I can't, I can't forgive myself. I mean, I can't, I can forgive myself in a sense, but I can't take away the sin and the sacrifices the Old Testament sacrifices and the temple and tabernacle worship and the law, the law couldn't take away the sin either. The law couldn't do it. The sacrifices couldn't do it. Even on the day of atonement, your sins were not taken away. They were just covered. It was like, they were hid like a tablecloth that covers over a raggedy looking table. I may have told you this, went to some banquet, some kind of big time deal sitting at the table, no pay to eat, all right? Fundraiser, banquet, y'all know what I'm saying. All right, I sit there at the table, and you know, so I'm being curious and actually kind of nosy. You know, for some reason, I don't know why I lift up the tablecloth. So there's a raggedy, a raggedy wooden table that we was eating at, and I'm paying all that money to be there. The tablecloth is in atonement. It just covered all the faults. You use tablecloth sometimes, don't you? Yes. Amen. You got stuff going on. You said, put a tablecloth over that. We're going to make it look real pretty. It's holiday. We're going to use red or green or something like that. And you cover that tablecloth. Okay? That's what atonement is. Okay, we have atonement. But we have better than atonement. Because when you come to faith in Jesus Christ, he takes away the sins. Yes. He takes it away. And he had to come here as a man to do it. That's why we celebrate. That's why we carry on. That's why we have church. That's why we love on each other. That's why we call ourselves brothers and sisters. And you know, because of what Jesus Christ has done. He has done what none of us could do for ourselves. The angels can't do it. Moses can't do it. Abraham can't do it, David, the kings, the prophets, the priests, mama, daddy, none of them could do that for us. Only Jesus can remove sins from individuals. And if your sin has been taken away today, you are blessed above measure. No matter what you're going through, no matter what your health situation is, no matter what your finances are like, if your sins have been removed from you, you are blessed by God. Yes. And that's worth celebrating. Amen? Because yes. like the songwriter said, my sins have gone away. He took my sins away, he took my sins away, and I don't know the rest of that. <laughs> something, something every day. But I know every day I'm saved, I don't have to get saved again every morning. Lord, save me today. No, because he did it once and for all. And I'm so grateful today. Praise the Lord. And if you're saved today, 
you are grateful too. You should be grateful of all the things that we go through. And life is but a few days and lots of trouble. And church folk have trouble. Amen. You know, church folk are dying from um, COVID-19. And other things, you know, we're not exempt from that. You know, however, we have Jesus. And we go through, we're not going through by ourselves. Amen. Amen. And again, again, and again, we are blessed above measure because of what Christ has done for us. Listen here, you can be blessed too. You can have the same blessing. You can know Jesus for yourself. You don't need a priest. You don't need a prophet. You don't need the pastor to give you salvation. You don't have to show up in the house of God on a certain day at a certain time to be saved. Right where you are, where you're listening, and where you're watching, you can have Christ come into your life right now just for the asking. For by grace are you saved through faith, not through address, not through person, not through laying on the hands. It's through faith. You trust God, and he'll save you. Jesus went to the cross. He died for my sins. He was risen again on the third day so that folk like me, natural-born sinners who deserve death and judgment, can be forgiven just for the asking. The scripture says if you confess your sin, he is faithful and just. That means it's his righteous judgment to forgive you of your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. You can be saved today. Just ask Jesus in your life. Say, Lord, save me. Come to my life. You know, if you believe God, if you believe that he's the Christ and that God has raised him from the dead, just say, thank you, Lord, come to my life. I need to be saved. I need a new start. I need to do this. Oh, I need a do-over. I need a mulligan. I need to be saved. I need to live for you. And I want you to take my sins away. If you have issues, Bring issues to them, okay? If you have habits and, 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 um, and addictions and sicknesses and diagnosis and anger and hurt and pain and regret, if you're mad at people, right? Bring all that stuff with you. Bring the anger, bring the sickness, bring everything you have just loaded all up figuratively and come to Jesus with it. Oh, if you if you have regrets and if you owe people I owe a lot of people a lot of stuff bring all that stuff. Bring your debts with you. Bring them to Jesus. Let them work with you. You don't have to make yourself ready. I said it before. You don't have to prepare yourself. All you gotta do is come as you are. Literally come as you are. Right where you are. Says, Lord, come into my life. If you would do that, if you would do that, you would receive God's salvation. Because Jesus has provided everything for you. If you're sick in your body, we believe that God heals sickness. With his stripes, we are healed. We believe in that too. Amen. The Lord will do it. Let's, let me pray with you. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you. 
that Christ has done on our behalf. And Lord, today, I pray for the listeners of your word today. Lord, that they would come to faith. Those who would, every man, woman, child, who was yes to you, we know that you're saving them even now. Even as they say, Lord, come into my life and let me have this salvation. Forgive me of my sins and give me a new start. We know that you saved them even as we talk. We pray for healing in the body. Those who need it right now, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord, that, that you would touch them. Because healing belongs to the children. That you would touch them right now and let them experience a change, Lord. Let them experience healing in their body right now, Lord. We pray for healing in their psyche, in their emotions, those who've been hurt, those who have been battered, those who have gone through all kinds of sufferings at the hands of other people, those who have not been treated well. We pray for them today, Lord. We pray for them today, Father, in the name of Jesus, that as they come to you, that you would bring them healing and forgiveness, and that you would help them to forgive also, Lord. Do these things for your people, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We pray, Father, in Jesus' name, because we have all our confidences in you. We have situations that we cannot handle, and we don't know what to do about it, but our eyes are upon you today, because we trust you. We trust you for all that you're able to do, Lord. In the name of Jesus, do these things for us, Father. We thank you. We give you all the honor and the glory. We thank you for all that you're doing on our behalf. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Praise God. If you, if you, have, if you have come to faith in Jesus Christ, um, let us know. You need, a, you need to be in a Bible-believing church. You need a fellowship where they teach the Word of God. Amen? And uh, we would love for you to join with us. If you can't join with us for whatever reasons, you need to be in a Bible-believing fellowship. Amen? If you look in that church app, you can see the th things that we're trying to do. Praise God. Um, but we, we thank you for your time and your patience. We want you to stay safe. We want you to stay safe. We want you to trust God. At this time, Sister Asia is going to come and make an announcement for us. God bless you. We're so glad that you joined us this morning. I just want to let you know how that you can um, give to our ministry. If you are joining us on YouTube or Facebook, or even if you're watching on Instagram, if you check the links in our bio or go to our website, livingh2ochurch.org, you'll be able to find a link to our online giving. You'll be able to find how to replay this message. You'll be able to find our podcast and information on how to contact us. Once again, the website is livingh2ochurch.org. And if you need to contact anyone for a prayer request or if you need any assistance or want to know more about our ministry, our phone number is 973-902-9933.
Once again, that's 973-902-9933. We're so glad that you joined us, and we thank you for tuning in. At this time, we're going to have our Dr. Walcott close us out in prayer.
Father, and the breastplate of righteousness, feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, helmet of salvation, robe of righteousness, belt of truth, Lord God, sword of the spirit, shield of faith, and praying in the spirit. We thank you, Lord, and adjust us for your work. In Jesus' name, amen. On behalf of our pastors, Theodore and Linda Faison, we would like to thank you for joining the Living Water Christian Center Church for our Sunday morning virtual service. Although the physical doors of our church may be closed, our ministry is committed to spreading the gospel message and staying connected with you as we shelter in place. To support our ministry with your tithes and offerings, you can use PayPal at LivingWaterCCC, Cash App at Living H2O Church, or Zelle at 973-902-9933. If you need any assistance or would like to send any prayer requests, you can contact us at 973-902-9933 or livingwater374 at gmail.com. We are also available via direct message at any of our social media platforms. Follow us at Living Water H2O Church on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to stay updated on our virtual worship services, Sunday school classes, prayer meetings, and Bible studies. Once again, thank you for tuning in. Be blessed and stay safe.